Love Talk Radio. And now you're listening to the Green Zone on Blog Talk Radio. And here's your host, Julian Carter. Here we go. And momentarily, we're going to be hooking up live to MetLife Stadium with Dennis Agapito. But first off, ways of communication. If you want to dial in and speak to us, you can do. The telephone number to do that is 914-205-5694. On Twitter, at Green Zone Radio. Great day for the Jets. Ended up going 4-1, and one, beating the Redskins by a score of 34-20. to 20. So let's hook up right now live MetLife Stadium with Mr. Dennis Agapito. Dennis, good evening. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Julian. It's great to be on air live here at MetLife Stadium after a big victory by the Jets. Went to 4-1. and one. You know, a little dicey in the first half there. Uh, we had some great interviews, by the way. A little dicey in the first half. The three turnovers kind of uncharacteristic of this team. You started to wonder if maybe they were going to kind of let this one slip away, but a, a dominant performance in the second half. I mean, dominant Chris Ivory, Brandon Marshall, the playmakers on this team came up big in the second half, and they ended up with a, with a crucial victory here as they head into uh, what's going to be for first place, a game next week against the Patriots. Right, and, and, and we'll get into that later on. We've got a ton of interviews straight from the, the locker room. Dennis has just finished. He's still at the stadium now. We're doing the show live. I'm pretty excited because it's a long time since We've been live on, on the airwaves here on Blog Talk Radio. Dennis, let's look at the first half real quickly. It started out really, really slow. And me personally, watching, I, I'm a you know I'm a terrible fan watching. You know I, I'm I'm catching every ball. I'm, I'm with the tackles. I thought it could have been one of them days where you know the Jets come and they lay an egg, coming off the bye, fresh, coming to the Redskins. I think the Redskins had seven starters out and, and you know you, you looked at Sheldon Richardson coming back you know and, and, and the receivers kind of fresh having rest from that uh, uh, victory in London uh, he started off not the way that we hoped No I mean look this is this is the one thing that you you can look at and there was a game earlier in this week where the Atlanta Falcons played the New Orleans Saints and you look at it and you say boy this game could have either gone to the Falcons or at least been very close but because of the mistakes they made, a block punt, which the Jets had today, which is something they got to get cleaned up, turnovers, they they allowed 13 points off of turnovers in the first half, and that was what gave Washington the lead. Now, the Jets have been a plus-24 margin in scoring with turnovers, which means they've scored 31 points on takeaways and seven on giveaways before this game. So it was crucial for them to come out in the second half, not make any more mistakes, not give any – kind of easy scores. I mean, the defense prides themselves on stopping them for touchdowns. They did get off to a lead with a touchdown, but they played crisper ball. They got that turnover margin down to minus one, and that's what they needed to do. And you're right. The Redskins, look, they were banged up, but you know what? You play who's in front of you. That's it. 
And kudos to the Jets for being healthier, having coming off their bye week. And kudos to them for being, not panicking. And Julian, when, when we get a chance, we'll get into some of these interviews. And that's what I discuss with a lot of players about how they're very poised and how, how they're, uh, there's no panic and kind of what they did when they went in for the first half. They looked at it and said simply, look, we're minus three in turnovers. We're only down by three points. We, we could be getting, we could be down by 24 points. So they looked at that as a positive. They never lost their composure. And they ended up pulling out the big victory here because four and one looks a lot nicer going into two road games than three and two heading out to Foxborough for a game for first place now. No matter what happens with the Patriots, that's right, and, and that's really all you could ask for. The job today was to come in, get the W, and go ahead. And you know, was it that where um, I have heard on commentary as well where you know they were talking already about next week and you can't do this in the NFL. Look, there's no easy games in the NFL. We know that. And, you know, it's one of them where, you know, every, I suppose people looking at it and thought it, it was a lock of the week. I saw that quite uh, a lot, but it was a lot harder uh, than it was. So we've got some interviews right now, and that's what we're here to listen to. Dennis, why don't we hit up my good friend, fan favorite, Ligier Duzeville. Yeah, I was able to catch up with Ligier in the locker room after the game, gave him good insight on how the game went and how they're preparing for next week. Let's give Ligier a listen. <laughs> All right, folks, we're here with a fan favorite, Lee J. Duzel, coming off a big win off, uh, at, against the Washington Redskins today, 34-20. to 20. So, Lee J., I think a lot of fans were concerned about maybe a look-ahead game. I was calling it a look-ahead <laughs> game. And that you guys, but you guys, you got a lot of veterans. You guys have tunnel exactly. vision. You guys have tunnel vision. You're very focused yeah. on the task at hand, yeah, and then you look forward to the next task at hand. Yeah, definitely. There's no such thing in the NFL as a look-ahead game. Uh-huh. I mean, we didn't even think about the Patriots at all. Okay. I mean, uh, we're coming off the bye, so we were excited to get back out there. And, uh, you know, coming off the bye, I feel like we were a little rusty the first half. And uh-huh. the second half, we came out, um, you know, on fire. And that's how we should have started the first half. Mm-hmm. You know, we're used to not turning the ball over and getting turnovers. But, you know, the first half, we turned the ball over three times. And thank God we were able to get two turnovers the second half. That really swung the game in our favor. Now, there's a lot of veterans on this team we've discussed, and you guys, no panic. No panic. A lot of veterans. So, so I mean, does that, that really help? You faced some adversity in the first half. You just discussed it. So that really helped just kind of focus you guys. Say, look, there's two halves. We'll come back and we'll win this one. Oh, most definitely. Uh, we knew even with the three turnovers, we are, what was it? Uh, we were only down by three. Three points. Yeah, three three points. points and yeah. that usually never happens in yeah. the NFL. So on defense, we always say we have to protect the goal line no matter where they get the ball. And we did that the first half. Uh, we did give up seven, which we were mad about. Yeah. We don't like to give up any, any points, mm-hmm. first of all. But we want to hold everybody to the um, field goal attempts when they get in the red zone. But uh, we came out the second half, you know, Reeve had the big pick, and then, you know, Gilly's a ball hawk. He went and got yeah. the second pick, and that really swung the momentum and swung the game in our favor. Now, it's, it was good to have Sheldon back. I'm sure you guys were really happy to have him back in the rotation. Looked like you were playing a few four-man fronts there, a little bit, mixing it up a little bit more. With Sheldon back, does that give you a little bit more options on the defensive line to play different formations? Yeah, I've always said I feel like we have the most versatile defensive line in the um, in the NFL, and guys, we're interchangeable. You know, I can play outside, Mo can uh-huh. play outside, Shelley can play outside, Lee can play outside. And, you know, today we really used our versatility to yeah. our favor when, you know, we went four-man fronts with me playing more on the outside and Mo playing out more on the outside. And I think it was a good look for us. We were able to give them different looks and, you know, get pressure on the quarterback. Now, is this, is this just a growth process within the system now that you have an additional player, you know, being able to put different fronts, multiple looks, especially going up to New England? Now, you know, you're going up there playing for first place. I mean, let's face it, this is for first place no matter what happens. So do you think that gives you an advantage over a high-powered offense as you head up the Foxborough? 
Uh, I'm not going to say it gives us an advantage. We just know that uh, we have that in our back pocket where uh-huh. we can give you know offenses different looks. Um, we're excited about this game, getting the win. And I know in like two hours I'll, be, I'll forget about this game. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows what it is when we play the Patriots. You know, it's Patriot week. Yeah. Guys will be locked in and focused. And uh, we're excited to get up there. Right, just last question for you. Will, you. will you guys take the same approach in preparation that you do every week no matter what? This this is kind of the, 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 the key to success is the consistency in preparation. It's all about consistency in the NFL. Definitely. It's, we're playing the Patriots. Everybody knows that, but, you know, we're going to take it one game at a time. We're going to go out and prepare every week like we do and, and get ready to go up there and, and try to get a win next week. All right, Lijay Duzable, defensive lineman, New York Jets. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. You know, and Lijay touches on a lot of good points there about, um, you know, having Sheldon back and the way they were able to kind of put some multiple fronts. I think that will be that's – that's the key there, kind of, we all kind of thought when they brought in um, Leonard Williams was how are they going to use these guys? And I guess now you kind of see how Todd Bowles is going to rotate his guys. I saw Wilkerson getting a couple blows on the sideline. That's good. You know, you don't have to use him the whole game and give him some rest. Keep those guys fresh. I think that's vital moving forward to have success, especially going up to Foxborough. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and, and it is good. And that's and that's what the Jets you know, that's what the the main threat is, you know, that kind of front four, the rotation that you've got to put in there. You know, bringing Sheldon back, you saw this week, you saw the interviews, um, it was, you know, I've come to eat, and basically he did. I mean, I think he was credited with a half a sack, him and Wilkerson. I mean, you know, they got straight after it. And like I say, you know, he's going to be a bit, little bit rusty. We're not playing the first, you know, couple of games, but he's been working hard and coming back. And like I say, he'll gel himself in, him, um, Wilkerson, you know, uh, Leonard Williams, you know, and then and then you've got the mix of what Todd Bowles likes to do with blitzing like a, a screen or, you know, he can do that. He can he can come mix it and you know that's going to be the strength. That's really the foundation of the Jets. You know, playing great. You know, defense and getting pressure. You know, with the coverage that he uses, Cromartie and Rivas. You know, you know that's what it's going to be. I, I thought today as well. I don't know if you picked up on it as well. The um, you know Washington was trying to get the um, the running backs in space on on with um, linebackers. You, you can you kind of saw that that's what they were trying to do, trying to you know bring them out and uh, and screen them out and such like that. But with the second half adjustments, you know I was pleased and, and a lot of the Jets got the W, but it wasn't as easy as it was. But hey, we're four and one, and, and let's move on forward. Well, let, let me, let's put it this way. It wasn't easy because of self-inflicted wounds. I mean, the first half they were losing, but if, if they didn't have those three turnovers, I mean, let's face it, Washington, I, I, I'm i just going off the top of my head from what I remember from the numbers from later in the game. Don't quote me specifically on it, but they had about 2.7 yards per rush attempt, and the Jets so had somewhere close to seven. Yeah, the Jets had somewhere close right. to seven. Let's face it, um, the, the, this offense, and the one thing that you know most people will look at and say the offense would be the mo- thing that concerns you moving forward. If they ever had a stumble, it would be on the offensive side of the ball. But they have a ball control offense. That's what they are, a ball control offense. If they can run the ball, then it opens up the pass. And Brandon Marshall made a fantastic catch today. Uh, Rashard Breeland was trying to take a game away from the Jets. It looked like he was going to get another interception, and Marshall just went in front of him and robbed him from another one. But you know, Chris Ivory, let's take a look at his stats here. 20 attempts, 146 yards. He also added in 50 yards. I mean, it's almost 200 all-purpose yards. I mean, Chris Ivory is really just he, – he's the last two games. He has really been 
the the key for the offense to be successful. Wouldn't you agree? Well, yeah, and I want to pick up on that point. And I think it's something that me and you have talked about for a while. How, you know, I mean, Chris Ivory came from uh, New Orleans for, I believe, a fourth-round pick by a previous previous regime, Johnny Zeke traded for him. Um, you know, I kind of said, but we have got to give him credit for that because he is, you know, one of the, you know, one of the, big guys in in the NFL running back-wise. I want to say this. How much has he improved on his catching out the backfield ability? I mean, I know he's not been prolific as well, but the numbers that I saw previously, you know, he, he wasn't great, but he's, you know, he's kind of that double threat now, and that's what you kind of see. You know, I mean, he runs so hard. I mean, he's, he's such, a, such a big guy, but, hey, he fits the Jets' blueprint. He's a, he's a Jets running back. If ever you wanted one, the big, the strong, he's learning to catch the ball, and he's a bulldozer, and he gets your first downs. And that's what it is, ground and pound. That's what, that's where it's at. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? This kind of leads us into an interview that I did with Tommy Bohannon, the fullback, guy who doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion, and I even say in the interview for Lee blocking for Ivory. I mean, you know, Ivory's the workhorse, let's face it. But he touches on some of these points. So why don't we give Tommy a listen right now and hear what he has to say about Chris Ivory and the running game in general. All right, folks, I'm here with Tommy Bohannon, fullback for the New York Jets. Now, Tommy, listen, i gotta give you, I got to give you some credit because you do the, you do the grunt work. And you don't get it, you nearly get the credit that you deserve. I mean, Chris, Chris is the workhorse, don't get me wrong. But he's had over 300 yards rushing in the last two days. I think you've got to give yourself a pat on the back for helping him along there. Uh, thank you. I mean, honestly, he makes my job easy. He's, a, he's an explosive back. You give him a little bit of daylight, and he's, again, going 50, 60 yards. Uh, he's a big guy. He breaks a lot of tackles, but then he's got the speed to be able to run away from people. So it's a great thing to have behind you whenever you're blocking. You know, one thing about Chris and yourself as well, I know you both can catch passes at the backfield. Chris doesn't have the reputation, but surprisingly enough, he's pretty decent at catching the ball and running with it. Yeah, it's something we work on every day in practice. We work mm-hmm. on catching the ball with one hand, two hands, mm-hmm. doing a little bit of everything when we leak out. So he's definitely uh, got good hands and be able to make plays like you see every day whenever he's running the ball. So, you know, A little uncharacteristic in the first half, some mistakes made, three turnovers. But your defense held you guys in there. Now, what did you do in the second half? Did you just talk about, listen, we just got to stop shooting ourselves in the foot and we're going to ultimately win this game, and you did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as long as we execute and we don't turn the ball over doing uh, silly things, uh-huh. we're going to be good on offense. We have a great defense behind us, so they can hold up with pretty much any offense. Yeah. So as long as we do our job, we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, we'll be all right. Now, I, I do say this. That, 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 oh, sorry. Excuse me. Um, this, is, this is a ball control offense. This is this is what's really predicated on being balanced, running the ball, passing well. Brandon Marshall today, great job, over 100 yards again. I think he sets a sort of record. It has been since Altoon in 1986 that there's been a Jet receiver having 400-yard games. So is this just kind of the recipe for success for you guys on offense? Be balanced. That you kind of need to be balanced. Otherwise, the offense isn't as effective as it would be if you say we're one-dimensional. You know, we're always going to be a run-first team, mm-hmm. and that goes to say that we're going to be balanced, we're going to run the ball, mm-hmm. and then we're going to throw the ball down the field. So we have the receivers to do that, and we have the backs and O-line to do that. So I think that we have a good balance of being able to run the ball as much as we want to, and then we have the guys making plays on the outside. Now what about Ryan from a leadership standpoint? I mean, he, he kind of Houdini's his way out of some sacks. He helps you guys out. He ran for a big score today. But let's command of the huddle, making checks at the line. Do you guys feel very confident in his ability to make the right decisions up there at the line and run the offense? 
Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, Ryan's a very smart guy, mm -hmm. as you all know. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's a Harvard a guy, so he's he's a smart guy. He gets us out of uh, bad situations all the time with the checks and everything. So we're we're very confident in what he's doing and uh, his checks and his audibles and things like that. Now we're gonna finish up with this. I know you want to enjoy your victory. Congratulations on the victory. Next week, we're all looking ahead. We all this one circled on the calendar. No matter what happens tonight, you guys are going to be playing for first place in the division. So is it slow and steady wins the race? Prepare yourself as you would any other team and don't say, hey, you know what, we're going up to a tough place to play. We know that. But just kind of give yourself the same preparation that you normally do, and hopefully you come out with the same success. You know, we uh, approach every game the same. I mean, we're, we want to win every game, and we're going to be physical. We're going to, again, run the ball. and. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we have a great defense. So, again, we're going to cherish the victory today, forget about it tomorrow, and get prepared for the Patriots. All right, Tommy Bohannon, starting fullback from New York Jets. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Julian. That was Tommy Bohannon. That was Tommy Bohannon, fullback from the New York Jets. What a great interview. Credit Dennis working his tail off there. We're live at MetLife Stadium after the Jets' victory. Dennis, I know you want to jump in and bring us something about Sheldon. Yeah, I just got uh, handed some information about, you know, Sheldon. You know, obviously, he's back from suspension, and he's real happy to play. And just uh, let me just give you some statements from him on how he played today. I did all right. I feel like when I wanted to, I got there a couple times, a few times, actually. I just needed to get my pass rush endurance back up. But other than that, I'm all right. And how he, how he, did he feel like himself out there for the most part? Yeah. Sideline to sideline plays weren't as consistent as they usually have been. But other than that, it was good. How he'll feel tomorrow, I don't know. You feel better after a win than you do after a loss. On how, on if today went how he thought it would go, he went, yeah, whatever I was planning on getting. As long as I got some type of work, I was going to be satisfied with it. Can't really complain. And if he was anxious before the game, just a little more anxious than usual. It was my first game back, so I was just happy to be back out there. And, you know, what? I saw Sheldon a little bit, you know, after the game. He was obviously being mobbed, so I didn't get a chance to talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. But he did look upbeat. You know, again, I've had some dealings with Sheldon in the past one-on-one -on -one and on the show, luckily enough. And, look, I'm not his best. I'll be the first to admit that. We're not, we're not exchanging uh, Christmas presents. But you learn something about somebody when you stand face-to-face -face with them. And one thing that I learned about Sheldon Richardson, at least I feel this, he has a lot of pride in himself. I think he's a little bit embarrassed by what happened. He takes, he take, he, he has a lot of pride in his name. And he doesn't like his name being sullied. So um, it's good to see him back. Good to see him contributing. And we know he still has this legal issue with the uh, arrest and in his home state. But you know what? I, I, I believe if you had a asked me the million dollar question, I love the million dollar question. Be right, and we'll give you a million dollars. I believe that Sheldon will do the right thing, not just say the right things. Well, let me just stop you there and say that if there's anyone getting a Christmas present, it'd be giving it to me, not you. That's first and foremost. <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm, I'm really happy, you know, that, like I say, he's back. And you know what? Maybe he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, you know. He's got a he's got a little bit of to prove he was embarrassed with, the, you know, the suspension. He's still got something coming up. We all know that he's a, you know, he's a, he's a quality football player, you know, and the, the talent that he's got. We want him to be a Jet for a long time. You know, he's got he's got some, you know, maturity things, and I'm pretty sure he's going to put it behind him, the guidance. But we all know he's a ball player. You know, again, we saw him. He was very disruptive. He's a little bit rusty. What a great game to, to bed him in, you know, 
looking where we've got to go as well because like I say we'll look to that as well but you know what the strengths are of this team again and that's you know that line as well getting after the quarterback and creating pressure and that's one thing that they can do and that, like I say the four man fronts I did like I did like the look of it unlike Kirk Cousins yeah. who probably didn't like the look of it no well here's the thing again and it goes back to what we said earlier I mean if I told you if I told you just nothing else about this game it said the Washington Redskins averaged 2.7 yards per carry running the ball. I don't even know what their total yardage was. It might have been about 40 or 50 yards. Um, what would you think? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Obviously, you know, the Jets obviously picked the, uh, pick the victory up. But, um, you know, like I say, it's just it was just one of them. It was very frustrating, you know, to watch. And, gang, just let me, just let, just let me tell you, you know, how this is. I've done this once going up in the press box and such, and that was in London. And it isn't really for me because I'm the fan the first. And, um, you know, it's, it's me watching the game today is, is very, very hard to do and, and you know, to say because you, you feel frustrated. And um, the way I was going, it was like the Jets were going to, you know, do this. But, you know, they were self-inflicted wounds. And I don't care what you'd say. When, when you look at how the Jets turned the ball over, you know, you, there's no way that you would have thought that, you know, Marshall and Decker would have both fumbled the ball as well. I mean, that that was, you know, the corners were playing very aggressive for, for Washington, you know, for fighting away. All right, uh, he, he picks, uh, he has a pick, does um, Fitzpatrick, but you look, he's prone to them. And, you know, he's, uh, as is, you know, most quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, he got the job done. You know, people are calling this Fitz magic. You know, he, he played very well. I will say one thing as well I was so impressed with, and I've seen it doing on a couple of games now, He's got wheels, man. He's got wheels. You saw him with that big first down where he rushed. You saw him rush for the touchdown as well. He was, you know, he wasn't afraid of getting hit as well. We've seen people like Michael Vick who, who got taken out of the game today. I saw that as well for kind of a hit or went back in. You know, he, he slides as well. But it was so. I was, you know, you can see that he wants to be the leader of this team and he wants to fight. And you can see by his celebration. So I was really happy for him. Yeah, you know what? Look, I'm just going to lay out some statistics. And this, again, this is this is what I discussed on the show last the pre, the preview show. I said, you know, the the Redskins they want to run the ball. Well, they ran the ball for 34 yards. Kirk Cousins can't throw the ball 50 times, and he had to throw the ball 40. Okay, he only threw it 43 times. But if you're the Washington Redskins coaching staff, do you want Kirk Cousins throwing the ball 43 times? Brian Fitzpatrick threw the ball 26 times. Chris Ivory had a 20 rushes for 146 yards. Zach Stacy, 13 rushes for 46 yards. Because Patrick had 31 yards on four carries, you know, when he, when he scrambled out of the pocket. That is also avoided sacks, which was good. So when you look at this game statistically, forget about the score, you kind of know that this is what the Jets want to do on offense. And, yeah, they got down in the turnover battle, but they got two turnovers in the second half, didn't get give up any. So it went to minus one instead of minus three. If it stayed at minus three, maybe this game was a little bit tighter. I don't know. I mean, like I said, Washington was banged up. But, again, you play who's in front of you. I thought the Jets came out in the second half, really made a statement. And I do want to get into somebody who um, – a couple people. Well, first one, we play uh, – excuse me, Zach Stacy, because, you know, talks about, he talks about some of the stuff about running the ball, being balanced. And then I want to get into Dexter McDougal because I thought he played pretty well coming in for Buster Screen after he got banged up a little bit. Now, I did see Buster Screen – Coming out of the locker room, he he was you know he was by himself. He wasn't with an entourage. I know he was being examined for a head injury. Now I'm not saying I know for sure because I didn't get no one was able to speak with him. But he looked pretty good. 
he looked relatively healthy. You know, he was by himself. He wasn't with anybody helping him or taking him for training or anything like that in the training room or et cetera. So, you know, that that's a positive right there. So take that from where it comes from that I saw him was by himself, was leaving the facility, and going to probably be heading home. So why don't we play Zach Stacy right now, listen to him, and then we'll play Dexter McDougall, who I thought did a fine job in filling in for Buster Screen, and I think could be a little bit of a factor moving forward as far as depth in the secondary. But let's play, let's play Zach now. All right, folks, we're here with a fan favorite, Zach Stacy. They're coming off a big victory over the Washington Redskins. Uh, now, Zach, a lot of the fans kind of looked at this game and said, hey, it's a, it's a trap game, it's a look-ahead game, those kind of things. But I noticed a, like, a, very, a tunnel vision with you guys. You're very focused on the, the uh, task at hand. Is that, is that permeate through this team, that you're very focused on one game at a time? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's a long season, so... Uh, our mentality is not to look ahead and mm-hmm. any opponent. You know, we focus on the opponent that we have for the for the week, and you know, we want to go out and dominate and uh, execute in all phases. So, uh, I think we did. Uh, we started off a little slow. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 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 no doubt about that. But came in halftime, made the adjustments, and got things going. And one of the things that I noticed about this team week in and week out is that, and I heard this a lot, they don't panic. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the first half, a couple turnovers, things weren't going so great. You held it close, and in the second half, I mean, you guys just imposed your will on them. Is that important to just kind of keep your poise and go and know that it's, it's a long game? And, you know, you have two halves. In the second half, you came out and totally dominated. Well, absolutely, you know, so uh, that's why we have two halves, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but with that being said, you know, uh, you know, we're going to go through adversity yeah. uh, throughout games, but it's just all about just staying the poise, uh, staying the course, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, staying poised or whatnot, and uh, coming out just trying to uh, just trying to execute. You know, this game, you know, the talent level, you know, it, yeah. it's so close. Very close. Very close. So, with that being said, you know, it's all about execution and, uh, you know, just eliminating the, the turnovers and mistakes. You know what? This this offense is a ball control offense. I mean, that's what it is. It's it's predicated on running the ball, mixing in the pass. Mm-hmm. You guys did a terrific job yourself, Chris Ivory. Mm-hmm. You guys just did a terrific job running the ball a few weeks ago in London. I mean, what is it about you? Besides just the fact you're talented at running back, is it the line of scrimmage opening up holes and just the ability to kind of wear down the defense as time goes on? You know, for us, for this game, you know, we knew the uh, – Redskins front seven was going to be a challenge, you mm-hmm. know. So they're big, they're physical. So, uh, but really, each and every week, you know, we want to control the line of scrimmage. So, uh, you just got to create the old line. You know, those guys, guys do a great job. You know, week in and week out, creating scenes for for all of us. You know. So with that being said, at the end of the day, it comes down to just execution. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just going to end this with this question. I know you're going to enjoy this victory. I've been saying this to everybody, last question for you. But, you know, you're going to be playing for first place. No matter what happens tonight, you'll be going up to Foxborough playing. I'm not even going to mention their names. I dislike them so much. You'll be playing that team up in Foxborough. So how do you guys prepare yourselves to move forward? It's going to be a very – I know you guys, it's a tough place to play, Foxborough. So you guys got to prepare yourselves, be ready. You're just going to do the same things? Is that really the mentality? Consistency creates uh, – the winning uh, attitude here? Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, preparation is big for us, mm-hmm. like any other team. So, uh, you know, regardless of who we're playing, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to keep the same mentality, you know, taking pride in preparation mm-hmm. and uh, just going from there. So, uh, you know, we're not going to change anything just just because we're playing, playing, a, playing a different team. Playing it's a consistency team. that yeah. leads to success. Yeah, absolutely. But I was trying to spit out mm-hmm. before. Absolutely. So, uh, just same mentality. All right. Zach Stacy, running back, New York Jets. Congratulations on the big victory. Good luck next week in Foxborough. Appreciate it. You know what, Julian? I will say this: that that, that Nick, I kind of was trying to get that word out of my mouth, and you know, I got my my mouth got ahead of my brain. What else is new? The consistency of preparation. Like when they lost the game that they lost this year, I I do believe this: that everybody went about in a workmanlike attitude, 
their business, took care of their business, said, you know what, we're going to prepare every week the same because we've had success. Yeah, we lost a game. All right, we played a bad half. We got down. We played a better second half. We couldn't come back. But you know what? Sometimes that's going to happen. But we're not going to panic and start changing things around because we lost a game. We're going to prepare every week the same way. I believe that they're going to prepare this week for a game that's going to be for first place, period, end of story. It's going to be for first place in the division, even though it's only week seven. Here we go. I mean, we're going to expect the, the, that team that I don't want to talk about, they are very tough to beat at home. They're very tough, and we don't know if they're going to win the game tonight or not. We'll see if they'll be undefeated. But no matter what, it's for first place. Bottom line is this. I believe that this team has tunnel vision and that they will be ultimately focused on going up to Foxborough, playing well, playing their game plan, and handling whatever comes their way in a very kind of calm, even keel manner. Well, you know what? I I I, I get what, what what you're saying and stuff like that. I, you know, I can't wait. And I, 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 we want to focus on this game and stuff like that. But I, I just can't. I just wanted to get this in. I cannot wait for next week. Because let's face it, the way the Patriots are playing, you know, this way, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they go up and get the win. Um, Wherever I think wherever they play, they're going to get the win. In my opinion, I don't want them to. I think they're going to win. So next week, are the Jets going to be favourites for the win? No, they're going to be the underdog, and I kind of like that mentality of the way they do. You saw today with whatever, whatever newspapers, whatever magazines, whatever it was on Twitter. You know, I like to look at people's opinions of how they think the games are going to go. This is what I do across the board. I like to know who who are people picking. You know, I, is it me? I'm a Jet homer. Are the, are the Jets going to win? What are other people thinking? What are they seeing? And, you know, this was kind of like lock of the week. If people had this, there was, the Jets were going to stomp all over them. Now, you can look at the score and say that. Was it closer than it was? Whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, they got, they got the victory. I don't care if they got it by an inch or a mile. They got W, the most important thing. I like the no. underdog kind of way going forward because I think the pressure is off them, but I think they're hungry. I think you see this from Todd Bowles as well. You know, when I mm-hmm. was around him as well, I saw it, I saw it firsthand how calm he is, how calm, collective. He's not a, he, to me, he doesn't look like a ranter and a raver. I, I mean, listen, I've not been in the locker room when the door's been shot. I, you know, I'd have loved to be, as they say, a fly on the wall at halftime, whether he's a ranter and a raver and he rips into him. You know, they made adjustments, they came out. You know, very calm, cool, and collected on the thing, and uh, you know, got the job done. And I think that's what you know. The, the Jets obviously look up to him, and they see him as that leader. And they're obviously thriving on, uh, on 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 what he's preaching. Yeah, you know what? I, I I definitely agree with you. And here's a guy, here's a guy who, you know, is is a is a player who really looks up to him, who came in a relief role, and it's Dexter McDougal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play that right now. Hello, Green Zone Radio. I'm here with Dexter McDougal, cornerback for the New York Jets. Now, Dexter, you got to come in a little bit. Buster got banged up. You got to come in a little bit of a relief role. Now, how do you feel that, you know, coming in, playing for Buster, I know he plays a key role in the defense, but how do you feel you, with your skill set that you can replace Buster and kind of live up to what they expect from you? Uh, you know, it's all about preparation mm-hmm. throughout the week. And for me, um, you know, I know I was, you know, up, could have been up this week. You know, I was dialed up this week. So, for me, preparation, you know, I'm preparing like I'm, I'm going to be starting the game anyway. So, uh, when they said bus went down, you know, the coaches had 
confidence in me going in there and make some plays and end up doing it. So I'm just happy right now because it's been a, yep. you know, it's my first game, yeah. regular season playing, getting in that corner. So uh, to be out there making plays with my brothers, man, just felt real good, especially to get the win too. Yeah, I, I saw you look like a little man-to-man coverage, moving you around kind of like they did with Buster. Was that kind of the way they used you in a similar role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So same stuff, you know, um, um, right, getting, getting reps just like that all throughout the week, man. So when I got in there, um, you know, my name was called. I wasn't even nervous, man. I just went out there and was just ready to ball, ready to ball out. Now, does it help having a lot of veterans like Antonio Cromartie, Darrell Rebus, these guys, are they kind of taking under their wing and teaching you a lot of stuff and teaching you how to be a pro? I know last year you were banged up a little bit. Yeah. This is kind of your first full season. So does that help? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. You know, those guys, you know, in my ear, you know, in the meeting mm-hmm. rooms, on the field, um, just communicating. You know, mm-hmm. that's a big thing with us in our room. We want to be communicating on the same page. And uh, even when we were out there on the field playing, there was a lot of communication. Mm-hmm. And then just playing with vets like that, you know, makes you step your game up to a whole another level. You know, playing with some of the best, man. So, you know, you want to, you want to, uh, you know, make meet their expectations and just play up to their level. So that's what we try to do today. And, you know, end up getting the win, man. That's all that matters. Now, one of the things I noticed about this team, besides the fact that they're confident, is that they don't panic. Now, you guys, kind of in the first half, it was, it was three turnovers, minus three. That was why they had the lead. But, but yeah. you guys came out, you got two turnovers. You, you kind of even the playing field on the turnovers. So was that kind of your goal to come out in the second half? Listen, let's get some turnovers. Let's get some of these points back yeah. on the giveaways and get it and get it up on a big lead and just pin our ears yeah. back. I mean, even with the turnovers going mm-hmm. in at half, we were down with three. Yeah. You know, so we weren't panicking. You know, and even if you know, Coach Bowles always say, you know, we're going to face adversity in the game. You know, uh, those guys are good players too. But you always, mm-hmm. you always in your mind know that you're going to win. Yeah, now that's our mindset. Okay. Now, Coach Bowles being a defensive back in the league, does that, that kind of give you a little bit more? You look at him, and I think you wouldn't respect him anyway, but you say the guy played the position in the league, yeah. so you look at it like, okay, he really knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, he, he's been through it. You know, he has the experience, so you can only, you can only that can only benefit you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, plus, I wear 23, too, so I'm trying to make him proud, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to keep the number proud. All right, last question for you. I know you want to enjoy the victory, but whether Buster is healthy, we're hoping for the best for him next week. We know you're going to play a role in this defense on special teams is the kind of role you play. Mm-hmm. You're going up to Foxborough. No matter what happens tonight, you guys are going to be playing for first place. So how do you focus yourself? This is going to be a tough challenge. I think you know it. How do you focus yourself to go up there, tough, a tough place to play, and get the W and take over sole possession of the AFC East? You know, like you said, we're going to enjoy the win, but, you know, we're ready to get back to work. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, we're 4-1. That doesn't guarantee us anything. And for us, uh, it starts with our vets, and I know they're going to get us right this week, starting um, first day back. You know, it's all about our veterans uh, getting the team up and getting them right and getting them ready for such for a game like this, like you said, going for number one. But uh, we're going to prepare just like any other game, and I'm going to prepare my uh, work my butt off this week. All right, Dexter McDougal, cornerback, New York Jets. Congratulations on the victory. Good luck next week in Foxborough. Thank you. Thank you. you know, Julian, it really is good to see a guy like Dexter coming in, uh, contributing you know, he's a young guy. He's a guy who's going to be here for a long time. He's learning behind some veterans right now. But he had to come in and take over a, a guy who's had a key role in this defense, Buster Screen. And, you know, he did a pretty decent job. He, and he looks like he's a player. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, you know, strength in depth. But I do think he can be, you know, a star in this league. And, you know, you look at the kid getting out there, making making plays as well. You know, you mentioned that he's got he's looking up to veteran leaders as well as the coach who, you know, played that position. However, do have a caller. This is what I love about being live as well, the interactive, um, and we're going to go international now, a little bit closer to me than you, Dennis. Good, good friend of the show, 
fellow you know podcaster big jet fan we're going to bring him live so uh without further ado please welcome um biff sweeney into the uh into the green zone welcome you're live on blog talk radio in the green zone how are you hi guys how's things very very well very well oh that's good that's good how are you dennis I'm doing good, Biff. Listen, uh, we were going to have Biff on. We kind of set this up. And, Biff, we, this is our first time doing a live feed for MetLife, so we had a few little technical issues. Luckily, we're on, we're on the air. But uh, we're great to have you aboard No Fly Zone Radio. Everybody, give Biff a listen. If you listen to Green Zone, you'll love Biff's show. But, Biff, I uh, just want to start off with what did you think of the game today? Give us some analysis on the game. And then I would really like to play you an interview with Demario Davis and Trevor Riley to kind of combine and um, – you know, get your perspective on that as well. But why don't you give us your analysis, your take on the game? Julie and I have been discussing it a little bit ourselves. Well, first off, um, I didn't get to see the first half because it was at a family funeral. Um, I got to see the second half. Um, from what I've heard of my co-host, because he was keeping me, um, keeping me tuned in uh, via my phone, um, the Jets were lacking big time and there was no chemistry or nothing. There wasn't. The Jets came out in the second half, lit it up. Um, Fitzpatrick showed his little bit of magic. He got a nice touchdown. Revis was Revis. Um, I have to say, Marcus Gilchrist is a light in the back of that um, defensive end, the DBs. Something we haven't had now in such a long time is a free safety that can... uh, ball hawk and tackle um Brandon Marshall, how about Brandon Marshall? Um he he, he basically took the ball from his shoelaces, caught a ball, uh, and ran for thirty five yards, touchdown. Um he's amazing. Decker, another you know, touchdown. You know what, Beth, I we're gonna jump in. That was gonna be my, my question to you about the offense, you know. Uh, I know you said you didn't you didn't see the first half, man. I I, I mean I really did, don't wish I I saw the first half. I mean it was unjet like. They were it seemed they were very rusty, making mistakes. You know you had the first one, Eric Decker catch fumbles the ball, turnover. Very unlike him. Again, Brandon Marshall turnover, and their points really came from us shooting ourselves in the foot, as you will. And that was the most frustrating thing, going down towards the half, looking to get in front, whether it be a field goal, hoping for the touchdown. Again, um, it, it comes down to uh, an interception take back, and they end up going in with the league. You, you touched on Brandon Marshall. I want to say this. I, I threw four games. I can't tell you his exact yardage. I think he got 111 yards today. How yeah. big do you think he's going to be for the Jets this season? If he can stay fit, he's massive. Uh, as well as you have to realize, this guy has never played a playoff game. For a number one monster um, wide receiver, he seems to be playing his best football with the Jets. He seems to be enjoying himself. On, he seems to be um, coaching players, which is great. Um, as well as that, you mentioned the Jets come out sluggish, right? I didn't see the first half, but from what I gathered, you have to realise the Jets haven't won um, a bye week a game coming out of bye week in a long time. They haven't been very good, so maybe that was in the back of their minds and they were playing nervous. 
I mean, I, I look at that as, you know, that's, uh, that's unacceptable um, with with that excuse. I like the point what, what you mentioned about uh, about him being that he's that veteran guy. People looking, you know, people looking up to him as to that. But I, I think he, he could be on for a big cause. And you are right. Not a lot of people know this, and maybe it might be in a pub quiz one day. And you, you'd be straight up there first place, collecting the money, and of course we'll split it. You know, he's never played in a playoff game. And for such a big receiver that you'd know, that's a household name in the NFL. You know, I think that's wrong. Let's let's hope that. Hey, going forward, he might be playing a playoff game for the Jets as he deserves, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Biff? I'm going to say this. I was, you know, because I'm up a little high. I was looking through the binoculars at that particular play when he caught that one off his shoelaces, and I'm watching the ball, and I'm like, interception. In my mind, I'm going interception, and it was just an amazing play by him. I personally have to, you know, take a step back because I was kind of saying this was not the right move for the Jets because of his age, because he had a down year last year. But thus far, I'm 100% wrong. I'm man enough to admit it. He's been fantastic. He's been as advertised. He's been he's been helping the younger guys. He's been helping out Decker. But just his just, just sheer presence, he's been great. But we're, hopefully we're going to change history here. Same thing with Fitzpatrick. He's never made the playoffs either. either. So hopefully we can change history. But if I have you on the line, I want to play an interview I did with Demario Davis and Trevor Riley, and then get your input on that. So I'm going to play the interview. Okay, we'll, go I'll ahead. bring this out, and then and then I'll get your analysis on that. Okay, so here they are. Davis and Trevor Riley. Why am I grabbing your Hi, folks. I'm here with Demario Davis and Trevor Riley. A two for one. Both linebackers come off a big victory over the Washington Redskins. So, guys, little little adversity in the first half. A couple turnovers, you know, didn't go your way. You're down at halftime. So, you know, what kind of adjustments did you make? What did the coach say to you to get you guys up? Because you really came out, turned the ball over, got that turnover margin down, and put a big victory up today. We just had to respond to adversity, you know. Um, they, they made some plays early, did some good things. We had to, you know, it caused a problem for us. And we had a little adversity, but we had to respond to it, and we, I think we did that. You know, one thing that I do notice about this team is you're very poised. Now, does that come from the coach, the veteran leadership, or a combination of both? Absolutely both. And when you got an offensive line who can do what they did today in the run game, you can do that kind of thing. Like, I think we punted three times, and two of them were just at the end of the game where we were three runs and out, basically. So give credit to the old line. They played their ass off. And they, when they run the ball, we run the ball well, it allows us to play better defense. Now, you, do have, you guys have to give yourself a, lot, a little bit of credit, though, because with the three turnovers, they only got 13 points. So in the second half, you guys were kind of able to pin your ears back as you got a lead. And is that, that really the key for this defense, to play with a lead, pin your ear back, Go 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 up and be uh, aggressive and create more turnovers and get a bigger lead. Um, I don't know. We just try to execute what our coaches tell us to do. You know, we if we can execute, mm-hmm. we'll be okay. If we come out and run the football, we can be firm against the run. Um, we can create turnovers. We'll be effective. You know, and so we're just trying to keep doing what, what, what the coaches asking us to do. Now, what, what do you think about Chris Ivey the last couple of weeks? Dominant performance. It's been really nice to watch. Man, it's been more than nice to watch. Man, it's been nice to have. He's he's a phenomenal talent. Um, he I know he he, he makes he's a problem for all defenses. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm glad he's on my team. I mean, uh, if you want a running back, that's the type of running back you want. You know, and it's not and he'll tell you it's not just the credit to him. It's the credit to the offensive line moving people out of their gaps. Uh, the plays is being called. They have a great running game over there, and it's, it's, it's showing to be effective, and it helps the defense a lot. All right, let me, let me ask this to the both of you. Now, I know you want to enjoy your victory. Congratulations on your victory. But you got the biggest game of the year coming up next week. So 
what do you what do you need to do to kind of focus yourself on your next opponent, the division rival, and get a victory up there? It will be for first place no matter what happens tonight. So how do you get your mind focused right to go up against a high-powered offense and stop them in their home field? Well, Tom Brady, you got to move around a lot and you got to limit the mental errors. So if we can do our assignment the right way uh-huh. and uh, you know have good eye discipline, mm-hmm. do what we're supposed to do, it'll make it more uh, better. E- Easy for us to play, and it give us a better chance to win. So is that is that key? Just just you know, playing within yourself, playing within the system, doing what you're asked to do, and not doing too much. Yeah, we do what we coach. <laughs> we do what we coach to do. We'll be okay. You do what you're coached to do. All right, fellas, listen. Congratulations on the big victory. You're four and one. You're heading up to Foxborough. First place on the line. Congratulations. Okay, thank. All right, Biff, I just want to kind of get your input on that. Look, I, a lot of these guys are discuss- – obviously, there's a lot of defensive formations and things that they can't get into specifics, and it would, take, it would take hours upon hours. But a lot of them talk about playing within themselves is the way I kind of paraphrase it. Playing within themselves, doing their job, and knowing the guy next to them will do their job and trusting them. Do you, do you see that in this defense, that everybody plays their role exactly the way they're supposed to and do- doesn't try to overdo it, and this is why, as a unit, they're having success? Biff? Hello? We might have lost Biff there. We, we might have lost Biff there. I, I don't... Sorry, okay, sorry, I'm back. Okay, Biff, did you hear my question? Um, yeah, I heard your question. Um, I actually had my microphone turned off by accident. My bad. But um, anyway, sorry, Dennis, um, I want to say, well done, fair play, great interviews, great job um, interviewing all the players. Um um, yeah, look, these players uh, this year under Todd Bowles seem to be very level-headed. They seem to be very um, they come across very professional, business-like. Um, before a game, they're basically thinking about the game they're going to play. They're not thinking about the game, um, the game next week until the game until they're finished the game. So I like that. I like the way you were interviewing just there. Now uh, talked about the offensive line and they talked about. Uh, their own game. They talked about um, moving the ball as well. So well, that's because, actually, you know, Dennis uh, is, 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 is a first-class guy, and, and that's how he runs in. Now, before we let you go, I've got to ask you a huge game. You heard Dennis mention about it to the players. You could kind of hear in the background that, you know, they're all happy enough. They're concentrating on this. Huge game. This is for first place. Going up into enemy territory to the Patriots. Big divisional game. I want your uh, I want your prediction and your thoughts on the game, and and, uh, and then we'll let you give your your Twitter out and such for other people, uh, other European fans to to follow your your good work that you do. Yeah, um, guys. First off, I think it's the Jets' biggest test of the season going up to Foxborough, facing the enemy. I think it's going to be a close one. I know they're or left. It's gone for the season. I think the defensive line should attack the Patriots on that area. But I think it's going to be close. But I think, unfortunately, I think the Patriots will scrape it, unfortunately. Oh, I, I never actually thought that you'd actually, uh, you know, you know, do that. I can kind of see, I mean, I've seen how they're playing this year. And uh, you know I've seen and kind of like look look like a steamroller and they don't steamroll on everyone. We'll see how they do tonight. You know if they lose don't get any me wrong, players, um, I think the Jets are yeah, going to well, split. Yeah, well, like I say, hopefully, hopefully, you know the Jets pick up the thing. But they are going to be the underdogs, and I mentioned that before. I do like that mentality. 
So you know, do that before before you go. Give us your, your yeah. But you have to realise, um, Julian, um, the the pressure is going to be on the Pats and not the Jets this time. Well, I, you know, I, I sense that. I mean, that's how they like it. I mean, they, they, they kind of like robot. You know how Belichick, uh, Belichick likes to uh, roll, you know what I mean, <laughs> Brady. They, they do, that's all they thrive on, you know. They just like robots. They just get the job done. You know, his famous motto, just do, and they just do it sometimes. And it's kind of like that thing. So I look back at that to the greatest game. The, my, my favorite game is when the Jets went up there. Uh, in uh, in the playoffs and, and won, I think it was 28-21. Now, we need that kind of performance again. And what won that game, looking back, was pressure. And we know that the Jets, you know, it's, it's a God blessing that Sheldon Richardson is back. Kind of got a little bit of rust off there, you know, and kind of gets, uh, he's going to get after, hopefully, Brady. Lay a few sacks on him, and that's what you got to do. Pressure, get in there, and hopefully... Pressure off the middle. That's right. That's, that's, that's where it's at. You know, if it's magical, do the rest. Brandon Marshall and that, but uh, give us your Twitter handle before we go, please. Yeah, guys, uh, my Twitter handle is at Biffrujet, and you can get our show, Seth and Rich, at on Radio. Um, keep up the good work, guys. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just here. It's Dennis that's doing all the work. I'm like. No, I'm, I've got the easy bit. Dennis, who's, who's slogging his guts out, is there at the stadium. Is there? He went in when it was dark, and he's probably going to go out when it's dark as well. He's still there. He's still doing it. He gets all the interviews. I went with him on work experience, as we would say, um, <laughs> when London. And, and I, I appreciate how hard he was because I was the intern. And, boy, did uh, did did, uh, did he work, make me uh, work. But it was absolute pleasure. It's a shame, you know, we, we couldn't meet meet up and such but it was uh, it was uh, I'll never you know forget that experience but uh, yeah I appreciate you uh, with chiming in make sure you follow him on thing and we'll talk to you real soon yeah go Jets go take care Jets. Biff it was great it was great talking to you Biff take care and we'll see you soon alright buddy alright Biff is, Biff yeah, is the, the, yeah there we go so uh, really really like I say, I appreciate that. It's nice to be live. We're kind of a bit rusty. I'm very rusty myself um, because it's such a long time since we do that. We've had some technical stuff. But uh, on with uh, with uh, the Jets and, and where, we were, uh, where we were talking, so huge where we go. Do we have any more interviews, Dennis? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll probably play one more with Jeff Crumbling, but we can kind of just go over some of the, the, the players that, you know, again, Dexter McDougal stepping up. I mean, this is, this is the next man up league. Injuries happen. You know, Buster's been playing great. Right. Unfortunately, he got dinged up today. We'll find out the extent of that forward. Like I said, I saw him. What, what, what do you That's think it was? What, 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 you, what, what did it look like? Was it was it um, protocol? What what was it? What was his injury? What was it? Uh, it was a head injury. Whenever you hear a head injury, that automatically you automatically assume concussion protocol. Now, again, I don't know when he was leaving where where he was at. If he was still in concussion protocol, if they, did, if they had determined that there was no concussion. Again, you can get a head injury without having a concussion, but you automatically assume that. Again, I don't know. I don't have any further information. Uh, maybe I can try to pick something up before I leave here. And um, but you know, like I said, seeing him walking by himself, usually you know they will not do interviews if they have any type of injury. So we, no one really approached him. But he just put his hood up and walked out with his jacket like he was heading heading home. So, like I said, I think um, the point here is that a guy like Dexter McDougal, who missed all last year, is now going to be asked to, even if screen plays next week, he may be limited hair. So Dexter's going to have to kind of step up, play a more more important role, and as the season goes on, play more and more. 
and, and, and that's huge. I think the point I was trying to make to Biff, and he, he didn't hear my whole question, was about the team in general playing their role and not trying to do too much. And that's why I think that they've had success because it's 11 guys out there, 11 guys. Like I talked about Tommy Bohannon. A lot of times when Tommy Bohannon makes that block, that springs Chris Ivory. Now, Chris Ivory does a great job of when that, making that first guy miss or knocking him over. Give him all the credit in the world. But maybe he didn't get the four or five yards to knock a guy to go for 20 because of without the block by Tommy Bohannon. And, you know, we have to give the offensive line a lot of credit here, too, because they, they've done a really nice job as far as I did, did Patrick get sacked today? I don't believe he did get sacked. No, he didn't. He didn't get sacked. And, and you're right. You're right. You, you mentioned all, all the key attributes. But that, that offensive line, you know, is, is, is as healthy as it's been. It's, you know, it's great for us to see. I think Willie Colon was back today as well. I don't think, you know, he gave a penalty up, but not just to pick on him. Anything, but it was just good to see the. He didn't finish the game though, Julian. He didn't. He didn't finish the game. Willie, Cole, I mean Brian Winters. Brian Winters had come in in a relief role, so we'll have to see. I saw him in the in the locker room being Cologne uh, being interviewed, so we'll have to kind of see if that knee may, maybe flared up on him a little bit. But I, I think either or, you have some confidence in, don't you? Um, most definitely. But that's what I'm saying. Look, any running back or what needs that offensive line to give him a push. You know, to get that extra thing, and, and like I say, Ivory is that kind of you know that kind of monster. You look around the league, you know, they watch this. He's, he's you know he's getting up there, and it'll be up there for as, as long as he says healthy, you know, up the year because he, he's he's the man, you know, bit he's the man cogging the Jets' offense. You know, he's going to run, and he's a hard runner. But it, you know, it's, it's great to watch him. It really is. It's good to watch him. Just how hard you know he, he pounds the ball and. Like I said, I touched on it before. You know, I'm really impressed with his receiving as well. You know, he's catching the ball as well and such like that. So he's becoming that dual threat. You know, as uh, you, you mentioned it as well. But it is good. You know, it is good to see that. And I want to. And I want to mention something that you mentioned um, about Brandon Marshall. And I was kind of the same. I was very disappointed that Percy Arvin. You know, we didn't bring Percy Arvin back last year, and we got Brandon Marshall. But after watching him, after watching him play for the Jets, I, I've been so so impressed. I mean. He, uh, you know, he's making plays, 111 yards and a touchdown today. He is, you know, he's 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 just got that kind of um, chemistry going on. He's got that kind of, and he's he's got a smile on his face as well. You know, I've followed him, you know, around the league. I've seen him when he's done interviews when he played for the Dolphins, the Birds, and such like that. He genuinely is. I actually bumped into him um, in London in a, in a corridor and such like that. Very very nice. Always got a smile on his face. Little chat with him. Very happy. But he, he's like he wants to be here. You know, he wants to be here. He's making plays. He's out there. And look, that, that, that's what we need. That's what we need. And like I said, Decker as well today. Both of them off with the, with the fumbles. You know, it happens. It's one of them things. Very, very strange. But look, they'll, they'll, they'll sort that out with the ball security and such like that. And uh, look, the most important thing is we've got the win. And, you know, we can try and get back and get a little bit healthier for the big game. Yeah, and maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, you make a good point um, about Marshall. Maybe he's finally found a home here. He's later in his career. Again, he's he's more experienced, kind of taking things in stride. Um, maybe in the past when he's a little younger, some issues might have bothered him a little bit more. But, hey, the team's winning. He's a big part of their success. And like I said, you know, I, I was not a big – you mentioned Percy Harbin, these kind of things. Brennan Marshall has been as advertised, if not better, and you know what? Look, I'm happy to eat a big crow sandwich about him thus far. 
so far so good. I hope I continue to get a huge coach sandwich. But if he continues like this, put up these numbers, he's going to have 1,400, 1,500 yards receiving. And I, I would have never thought a Jericho receiver the last time? would have a, a 2007 the last time Jericho what, what, what was what was his? Can you remember what he had? Was it over a thousand yards? Uh, I think he had like eleven hundred yards receiving or something. I don't remember the exact numbers. I just know that it was two thousand seven since the Jets have had a thousand yard receiver. And it sure looks like you know, barring any un- unforeseen cata- catastrophe, Brandon Marshall is going to get a thousand yards this year. But Julian, how about we throw up an interview I did with Jeff Cumberland, uh, kind of to wrap up our interviews here, and um, and just because I want to get his perspective, he gives some good analysis on the team. You know, he's he's part of the success of the running game. He's blocking. And, uh, again, he's a guy who hasn't had been a big part of the offense as far as you visually see. But it's, again, the 11 guys pulling the rope in the right direction that makes a play successful. So why don't we give Jeff Cumberland a listen, and maybe we can kind of wrap things up here. So let's give Jeff. All right, folks, I'm here with Jeff Cumberland, tight end for the New York Jets. So, Jeff, a little bit in the first half today, uh, a couple turnovers, uncharacteristic of the Jets. You guys have been winning the turnover battle, but you guys, you know, you stayed the course. You came out in the second half. You really put on a dominant performance in the second half. So, I mean, is this just a lot of veterans on this team? You keep poised and you don't panic when things don't go your way? Yeah, that's the thing. We've been off for a, couple, we've been off for a week uh, mm-hmm. with the bye, and usually when, when teams come – Come from a bye, they usually play a little rusty in the uh-huh. first half. I mean, we did decent. We moved the ball a little bit, but those, like you said, those three turnovers yeah. they killed us. And in, in football and in, and in life, you want to face adversity, and that's what we faced. And then we knew at halftime we had to come out, and cut down on uh, the turnovers, and just do what we do. We ran the ball. Yeah. Pitts uh, made some wide open throws uh, to our big play receivers. They scored a couple of touchdowns. Chris Ivory he ran the ball strong. And we end up getting a victory. Now, is it does this kind of permeate from yourself, a lot of the veterans on the team, though, to keep poised? Because you will see teams sometimes panic, maybe try to do too much. Stay within yourself, stay within the system, and just work and and gain the lead. And you guys, once you guys took the lead, you never relinquished it. Yeah, you just gotta go out there and keep fighting, mm-hmm. play by play. It's, it's never over until the end of the game. And we knew they was gonna come out and fight hard. And we just had to stay in the moment, stay in the moment, stay poised, stay poised. And then we knew. Staying and staying, and then a couple of plays is going to open up for us. The defense, they, we know they were going to come out in the second half and make some stops. So all we had to do was cut down on the, the turnovers, and that's what we did, and we were able to put some points on the board. Now, how about the play of Chris Ivory? Another dominating performance the last couple of weeks. Yourself also blocking for him, but you know what? He gets a lot of yards after contact. That must be nice after he gets to that first level to kind of bounce off guys and continue down the field. I mean, he had a great day rushing the ball and catching as well. Yeah, he's a big, strong back, and he, he, he runs angry, and it's, it's hard for those guys to go out there and tackle him. You just see him bounce off so many so many guys, it's like, it's unreal. It's just <laughs> sitting there watching them on the sideline, you in yeah. the game with them, and it's like, you you always got to be ready for to make some blocks down the field because you never know when yeah. he's going to bust it open. He can bust it open at any time. All right, Jeff Cumberland, listen, we really appreciate your time. Congratulations on the big victory, and good luck next week. You will be playing for first place in the division. We wish you well. Thanks for having me. Thank- All right, that was uh, Jeff's tight end, Jeff Cumberland. Great interview. I, I've got to. I've got to say this, and I'll keep mentioning it. Dennis does a tremendous job uh, in there. And if you could only, if you know, wherever you're listening and such like that, you could. You could only, I've been in there as well, so I've seen what it's like, and it is like absolute chaos. But he's he's, he's a veteran, and he kind of goes and he knows <laughs> what to do, and he gets in there and he does. He, this is what you hear, and you won't hear this anywhere else. Only here, Green Zone Radio. Appreciate that. Now, 
let's quickly look into it. I mean, it's a huge game. You know, it, I, in fact, I, you know, I hate this game because, like I said, the Jets have not had much success due to maybe a, um, Bill Belichick and, uh, you know, Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady uh, thus far. But we've got a new regime here, you know, uh, new players. It's time to look. It's a big game, playing for first place no matter what. And you know what? I must admit as well, if we were putting that, I never thought the Jets would be anywhere near this. Never thought. And that's, all, that's you know, that's kind of all I want. I'm not, you know, are we going to the playoffs? We'll see, one game at a time. This will be a huge statement. This will be an absolutely huge statement if the Jets can go up to Foxborough and somehow squeak the win. Whatever they want to do, however they want to take it, I'm not bothered. If they come back with a W, I really, really, really will definitely on the next show eat as big crawl pie as ever because that would be a massive, monstrous statement. And I, you know what? I am very confident. And maybe I'm buying into this and... You know, I'm putting my green um, shady glasses on, but you know what? I'm starting to, I'm starting to see this all come together. You know, the Jets, all right, they're prone to making the odd mistake and such like that. They know what they've got to do. You know, they'll have a game plan. They've got to limit the, the. They don't want to give the ball, put the ball in Tom Brady's hands, so cut out the mistakes and such like that. I know what they've got to do. They've got Chris Ivory, got to be able to pound that ball, defense in Tom Brady's face, stop him, run that ball and such. We know the recipe because we've done it before. Uh, Dennis, your thoughts, your thoughts on the on the big game coming up? Yeah, look, they're going to have to play crisp ball. They can't be minus three in turnovers in the first half. I think they're only going to give up 13 points to that high-powered offense. So, crisp ball, no limit the turn. Again, we talked about the turnover battle. When it was minus three, they were losing. Then it went to minus two, then minus one. They won the game. If it stayed at minus three or maybe went to minus four, hey, the outcome could have been different. You can't afford to make these mistakes. In London, they had a lot of penalties. The Dolphins, you know, they were a little bit vulnerable. Take nothing away from the Jets. They played fantastic. They, they ate, like I said, they ate their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But this is this is an elite team in the league, and I hate to say it. They're one of the three or four elite teams in the league. And if you want to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. And, look, will we be disappointed if they lose the game? Sure, I'll be disappointed. I want to see them win. It'll be a statement win, all these kind of things. They go up there, play a crisp game, play a solid game, and just lose. And just end up losing on a lot of last-second field goal or whatever it is. I think we'll all just tip our cap, hold our heads high, and say, you know what, we're going to Oakland. We'll be uh, four and two going into Oakland. Got to get that victory. Come back five and two to face Jacksonville. Very good chance to be six and two at the halfway point. Get a little bit ahead of ourselves. But you know what? They are playing a little bit with house money because I'm looking at these two games on the road, saying if they're one and one. However they get it, whether they get it in New England and lose in Oakland, whether they lose in New England and win in Oakland. They're still playing with house money. They'll be five and two coming home to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. So um, I just look at it like this: if they're going to win this game, they have to. They can't turn the ball over like they did today in the first half. Otherwise, it, it won't be very good. But if they if they play close to the best, concentrate on their keys, do their job. You know what? It's going to be a competitive matchup. I I think that maybe the Patriots are looking at this now, saying, "Hey, you know, this team's got some talent. Maybe they won't admit it, but this team's got some talent. They got some talent on defense." They run the ball. The Patriots' defense has been a little bit vulnerable to the run. That plays in the Jets' favor. Again, ball control offense, keep Tom Brady on the sideline, limit the mistakes. That's what they're going to need to do to win. I'm not going to make a prediction. I'm just going to say I think they have a very good chance of going up there and playing a competitive game that will come down to the end, and we'll see what happens. Well, unlike you, I am going to make a prediction, and I'm going to put it on there, and I'm going to say, you know, the Jets are going to win. 
to 16 and so close and that's that, that's how I see it I do see it as, as that thing as being you know this divisional game you know it's not you know it's either going to go one way or another within the fact of it's either going to be close or it's you know it's going to be a blowout obviously I hope for the uh, you know the Jets victory I'm very positive after what I see and that's what we can do going forward march in bring it in get a little bit healthier go in there be the under underdog mentality. I'll be interesting to see this week what this week is like under Todd Bowles. Uh, that that'll be very interesting to me. We kind of remember what it was like under the last regime. It was like, hey, you know, we're we're gonna come and get you, kind of thing, shouting it about, and then coming back red faced kind of thing. But this time, I want to see how how we how we react to it and such like that, and maybe um, how the players are, are going to go after it. It's always a fun week. You know, stay locked um, on Twitter at Green Zone Radio. We appreciate all the content that uh, Dennis is is doing. We hope you guys uh, are liking it too. Maybe you want to subscribe uh, if you if you if you're hearing this for the first time and you want to, um, you know, you want to keep it. You can get there on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher as well. We're open to the 21st century. All you have to do is go in there and search Green Zone Radio. Thank you very much for your time. Big shout out to Dennis. Like I say, he's not even he's he still work for him. He's he's, uh, he's not even going to get back. He's going to finish up at the stadium and leave. It's been great doing a live show. Hopefully, more of these to come. Let us know what you think at Green Zone Radio. Did you enjoy it? Did Dennis do a good job with the interviews? Thank you to my uh, my super psychic co-host, Mr. Dennis Agapito. Dennis, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And until next week, we'll see you soon. Go Jets!